When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Have you heard Spike's Car Radio? It's comedian, actor, writer Spike Ferriston sitting on the porch in Malibu talking with some cool people about cool cars and life in general. My first guest is Jerry Seinfeld. He's right here. He was all right. Don't try to hug him. Chris Hardwick. I could feel everything on the road. I mean, it was right. basically like, it was like unprotected sex for driving. Could... <laughs> Jeremy Piven. I hold you know what? I think you and Jerry are spiritually tied to cars, <laughs> and I respect it and I love it, but I don't quite get it yet, but I want to get it. Download new episodes of Spike's Car Radio every Wednesday on the Podcast One app, or save time and subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or at PodcastOne.com. Daredevil Events and Corolla Drinks present Rock at the Shop featuring Loxie. Oh man, I hear you begging, please. Ain't my decision to be kind. July 29th at South Bay Customs in El Segundo, California. Loxie. Plus, the smoking kills. Just another Southern California Rock at the Shop, July 29th Now the pretty girls start to look the same Corolla Drinks presents Rock at the Shop with Loxie and the Smoking Kills Hosted by comedian Matt Edgar July 29th at South Bay Customs 115 Penn Street, El Segundo, California Get your tickets now at CorollaDrinks.com Get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on mandate. Get it on. Welcome to CarCast. Man, Carl, it's Matt, the moderator. Hello. Over there, man. Hello. Hello. Oh, what's going on, man? A lot of car stuff going Things on. Things are busy. I'm getting excited about the Detroit trip. Mm-hmm. Going to that? You probably forgot we were even doing that. <laughs> Things have been nuts. You've been running around, building the house. I'm like, by the way, we're going to Detroit. Yeah, I got that. I found out I was going to talk to Congress before that, which is... I feel like that's going to screw up a little bit of our plans of like touring the Henry Ford Museum or whatever. Well, it's, 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 of course, it's impossible for me just to go somewhere and enjoy myself. Yeah. There has to be some work or something or some pull yeah, some yeah, other yeah. thing or that's while Mike you're Elias there. working his magic. Yeah, just go to some <laughs> state that's a few states over and do some work and then you'll be back in time. Yeah, you won't eat dinner, but you'll be back in time yeah. for whatever event you have to do <laughs> after that. And it just it ends up it could go no other way. On the other hand, when Congress wants you to talk, you, I guess you have to talk. You got to do it. 
So uh, we got that. I will take pictures for you at the Henry Ford Museum. Yep. I'm... Uh, I'm mean, into it. I'm trying to think. You know, I like, I like, the thing I like most about car museums is the air conditioning. Oh, yeah. It's always cool in there. <laughs> and a little smell of vulcanized rubber. But, and uh, like kind of quiet, like a, like a library. Yeah, thick, thick walls, no windows. Yeah. Yeah. I like so, that. So uh, we got that coming up. Laguna Seca's coming up. We're going to go the do Sonoma some thing. Sonoma with uh, Jay Leno driving a Newman car. There's lots of travel, lots of events, lots of fun, but also lots of like kind of have to practice a little and uh, you know wrap your mind around a few things and and kind of uh, just 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 lots of um, lots of stuff flying our way. But we're going to keep you guys in the loop, yeah, and posted on all all that's going on. And there's a lot, so. We will uh, we we will be your little backstage past all this stuff. Yeah. So last week we went out. You did the Forza Motorsport commercial, right? Which they've got some cool cars there, which will be released with the commercial. It's all part of a big unveiling. But I think in like end of August or beginning September time, the commercials will be released. They'll be like online commercials and and. And we'll tell you all about those. But, I mean, you talk about a hot time. Like, we went out to uh, Irwindale. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can tell you it was a Forza Motorsport commercial. And we can tell you it was you and a couple people and Ken Block, who was right. very sweet. I like that guy. I do, too. Uh, and that's why he was with us on CarCast last week. But right. it was, what, 110 degrees outside? Well, it was. It, you know, uh, the heat is all just sort of a combination of, of a few factors. The one is the heat itself. And yeah. then the second is sort of where are you? And if you're standing in the middle of acres of asphalt with nary a shrub to deflect any of and, the heat. And you're in a bowl because you're in like, it's like a quarter mile or a half mile oval bank. Right. So you're literally in a bowl with asphalt. At one point... I, I the, one of the guys had the laser thermometer and I hit it on the ground and it said 153 or 153.6. Right. Then that was um, that was the cooler day. That was the cooler day of the two. Right. It must have hit 158. And then uh, mm-hmm. there's the you know no hats, no sunglasses, put on these jeans and this jacket and go <laughs> the, shoot this thing. <laughs> that was the best part. There was like there were some other people out there and they're like you wear this, you wear this, and you. Adam, you wear jeans and a jacket. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the idea was cool. You guys are going to dig it. It's going to be fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, easy. And uh, easy to do. And if you back the heat out of the whole thing, it would just be the easiest three work days I've ever had. Yeah. With the heat, it just added a, a new element. The, the heat, <laughs> it was funny because we keep talking about that but because we can't talk about the cars which is unfortunate but the they had a trailer there for you and it, it couldn't it couldn't keep itself cool like yeah we a tried. generator and air and we tried it, it was just sucking in hot air and trying to cool it it was just working too hard the ac and that thing so you went to uh galpin motorsport i right? did yeah and what was that about so i went over there and history History, the TV network, mm-hmm. the, the channel, mm-hmm. is doing like a like a car week in August. I believe it's like August 13 through 16. Mm-hmm. And the kickoff show is a two-part, a two-night event. Uh, it's like two hours each night for a show called The Cars 
the cars that changed America. Mm-hmm. And they interviewed me. They interviewed Mario Andretti. They interviewed Bo Bachman for Galpin and a couple of NASCAR drivers and some historians and and uh, just all about you know cars in America and what it's changed from everything from Model Ts to muscle cars to you know electric cars mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it should be good. It should be fun. And I like that history's putting a lot of effort into like it's their version of shark week but mm-hmm. it's like car week what cars did you talk about well we they talked, had to be american cars right yeah we did so we we touched on model t and henry ford and his impact because it, it was just different then like the model t was around for like 15 years or 17 years i guess and and he was just reluctant to change it. Like, why do I got to change it? I don't need to change it. This car works. Oh, but right, also there was right. like, there was no competition banging down the door going, hey, you know, we got something that's better. He was like, no, nothing's better. Yeah. And I'm the only one. Yeah, yeah, no. The, it's <laughs> you know? the competition, man. It forces you to change and it forces you yeah. to grow, forces you to work. Like it just, it, it, it is a, it's, it's like gravity. Like it never goes away. It doesn't take a weekend off. It's just always there and yeah. you always have to go compete against it. And the winners, the consumer, I mean, look at the cars when you go to the auto show yeah. now. It's not like there are three brands to choose from. There's 17 brands to choose from and they all, the product is all good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like. And we talked about that too. It's like. It's B plus to A plus, but it's not D minus to A plus. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's huge things that happen in the automotive industry. Like, we got, we got our, our muscle cars, which we love, and then the 70s came around, and the Japanese cars co- started coming here because they were smaller, more efficient, where the American car companies were pulling like a Henry Ford from back in the day. They're like, I don't want to change. They were kind of kicking and screaming. So they gave us the Pinto, right. know, which was, you know, that was their response to the Japanese small cars coming here so we got that and then eventually eventually we got the chevette so (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. you know but now we we live in a time where like we have awesome compact cars we have ford fiesta sts and focus rs's and and things like that but um but also when you when you look at us and you look at some other countries around the world like our society loves the automobile so much that We've almost built our communities around that. Like we've built, uh, you know, uh, our infrastructure around our ability to be able to drive cars. You know, right. not just as a tool, but as an enthusiast because you're passionate about it. So, well, we it should be it should be cool and it'll be fun. And knowing Mario and Trudy, he's going to have a couple of good quotes in there about you know the future of technology because he's a little more adverse to it than I'd say averse to it than we are. We always, always <laughs> uh, well. You know, everyone wants to know about driverless cars. Now, the thing about if you're a fighter pilot and drones are coming in and you're not going to get in the cockpit anymore, then I can see that's that's an issue. Yeah. For me, the driverless car, I'm not sure, you know, what you're looking for out of your commute. Yeah. Uh as long as you can go the track or as long as you can do the autocross in the parking lot on the weekends, yeah. like as long as you can get the driver's club and go make your Mulholland run or whatever it is, as long as that's still on the table, then sitting in traffic or just getting from A to B or easing traffic because people are moving. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it's like, I, you know, where I live, I have a bunch of left turn arrows, but there's also one big right turn arrow as well as a matter of fact 
Max Pata, the last picture I took on my phone was uh, of this this arrow, and I'll uh, I'll just show it. I'll just show it to you. But it's a giant. Oh, I guess I took a video. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We can work with videos here. <laughs> I never really know what I'm doing. Oh, maybe it's not. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's a two second video. So it's this yeah. giant red box that has a no right. Oh, I just turn saw that today in the valley because a train was coming and it was arrow. very adamant about me not turning right. But if you look down the street, there's nothing. There's just nothing. There's nothing coming yeah. the other direction. It's just we're just we're just sitting when, there. When you turn right though, is there a railroad track? No, there's okay. nothing. It's just we're just <laughs> sitting there. And I'm like sitting there and I'm kind of wondering whether I should honk or not because in my world there's no cars coming. Yeah. I don't know why there's a big red arrow here, but yeah, yeah. we're just going to turn. There's nobody coming the other direction or pedestrians or anything. So I'm kind of like... I don't know if you can honk in that situation. I can't. It, no, you can't. I can't honk in that situation. I'll tell you when I can honk. I can honk when the big red arrow that's been there and should never be there, and we're just sitting there watching our lives, just this, the, the sand through the hourglass of our lives <laughs> yeah. just pass. When the arrow goes away, and now it's just red, yeah. and there's no cars coming again, but there's some kind of acclimation period where the person's like, huh, like their miniature yeah. Still red, acorn sign area, brain like, is like, on? well, the big red arrow's gone, yeah. but now it's still red. Let me process this for yeah. a while. That's See, when I get on the horn. Then and you go, can, because that forces them to that make a decision, and the decision is go. Right. And then the next guy, I was two cars back. The next guy got pissed because he then drove forward and stopped, you know, at the <laughs> at the red. Yeah. And he waited like a two minutes, and I honked at him, and he was like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm like, just go. Just honk. Can we just go? Yeah. Just keep, just go. Would you go? There's nobody coming. Yeah. What? You, do you really need the government to explain to you when you can turn right? Like, I don't. I have eyeballs. A lot of people do, which is why I'm not opposed to the autonomous car. As right. long as you don't take away my right to drive my own car, there's definitely a benefit to the autonomous well, what, car. What would like be, if everybody else was in an well, autonomous car. Well, there should be there should be no arrows ever. There should simply... or. Or even red lights in certain intersections in certain times. It should yeah. simply be stop, no traffic, here we go. Yeah. The idea that we're just waiting for this arrow while nobody else is turning in front of us or coming the other. We're just going to turn right on a street, right? The only posed traffic would be someone coming the other way and turning left. Onto the same street. This is a T, by the way, a T intersection. We're just turning right up the base of the T. There is no other uh, opportunity for anyone to show up. So there are no cars coming our way. There are no cars turning left. Yeah. And we're just sitting there. It just That's a huge waste of my time. Now, I, of course, drive through them every single time. You can't convince the people in front of you to do it. I really wish we could. But then... I don't know the guy who moves forward and then stops and holds it for three Mississippi after the arrow's gone away. Like, just, I guess you need the desire to arrive, which most people, they don't have that will to arrive or something. No, and, and they, didn't, they didn't even notice people behind them. And, you know, equally frustrating, there's a, there's a little neighborhood that I drive through all the time in Santa Monica, just part of my route. There's a roundabout with right. a stop sign. Oh, no. 
it's why like, have a stop sign if there's a about? yeah. And then I I kind of just ignore the stop sign and I go through and people look at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be going. It's a roundabout. I, I, I got to say, Los Angeles has to be the dumbest and worst <laughs> city in the world because they say, you know, the federal government says to people who live in California, hey, uh, turn over all your illegals to ICE. And they go, no. We're not. We're not going to comply with that law. We're uh, we're going sanctuary state. So screw you. And then the federal government goes, "We're going to cut you off from your funding if you don't turn over the illegals." And I go, "Sorry, we do what we want to do. We're rebels. Yeah. We 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 dance to the 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 beat of our own drummer over here, and we don't listen to the man. But then when the fucking stop sign comes along." On the roundabout, now you're yeah, listening to the man? Now you're listening to the man. <laughs> I'd like to live in a world where we turned over the illegals, but where we didn't listen to the man was about the stop sign. We're such puss drivers. I know. The cab drivers are the slowest fucking people in the world out he- here. It's, it's You so, wish it's they were more aggressive and drove like cab drivers. Yes. You yeah. want to know why they don't? Yes. I have the answer to every question that vexes everybody. You have my undivided attention. Everybody goes, well, what's different about New York and L.A.? Well, uh, the city's different. No, No. it's not that. It's about aggressive driving. Uh, Different equipment. Is is the cars are faster? No. No, driving Priuses and whatever. No. Hmm. Nationality. There's something going on. Like all German guys driving now, Middle Eastern guys, Pakistan, yeah. whatever. Like now, what's what's different? What's different? What's different? What's the factor? If anyone wants to know what the answer is, what's the factor? It's not the car. It's not the nationality of the driver. It's not the city. It's not anything. It's the fucking cops. We have chicken shit cops who hand out chicken shit yeah. tickets all fucking day long. If you drive for a living, how many of those tickets can you afford? That's your living. Yeah. You can afford none of those tickets on your record. This is what you do. And if you drove like they drove in New York City, here in L.A., you'd have four and a half tickets a day. Yeah. That's what you would average. They can't do that. So they drive actually slower than the speed limit because they're scared shitless of our fucking Gestapo cops out yeah. here, which they don't have. Ever seen anyone getting a ticket in New York? I've never seen it. I've been there 35 times. I've walked the entire city a thousand times. I've never seen anyone pull their own. You drive out here, you'll just pass someone by the, on the freeway edge. You can't go two exits without seeing somebody on the, on the uh, apron of the yeah. freeway there just getting a ticket. I, I passed... No lie, three cops on the freeway today on the way here. Yeah. Three. Yeah. And they were all pulling somebody over. Right. There's a cop, there's a motorcycle, a car. Well, they're thinking about safety. The safety, it's called job safety because they'll get fucking fired if they don't hand out chicken shit tickets. In Venice, I was walking down the street and the cop was hiding behind a tree on a motorcycle waiting for, you're going to love this, not for speeders. Jaywalkers. No, he was looking for the right turn on red because in this particular corner it says no right turn on red, which everybody does. And he just sits there and waits for the guy to do it. He hides behind a tree in the shade. Uh, how? Okay. Max Spatter. <laughs> this is like I've a been on, I've, been, I've, I've had a microphone in front of my face for almost 25 years. Yeah. I fucking scream. I've been screaming about this for 25 years. I don't blame the cops. 
They're fucking chicken shit cowards doing what they have to do to make their fucking money. Where's everybody else? Is it just me? I'm the only fucking motherfucker who yells about this. Only. 25 years. Only. Nobody else. Nobody. Why? What the fuck is wrong with everybody? Why is this okay? Why is this acceptable? I mean, when I got a fucking ticket in Burbank for jaywalking, I went on Kevin and Bean and went ballistic for six months. I beat the ticket. I was calling the cops' name out. I was screaming, I hope he gets testicular cancer from holding a fucking radar gun in his lap. I was going nuts, nuts, and nuts, and everyone else just sit, just sit there. They're scared of the cops. Yeah. yeah. I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. Cops, you work for us, bitch. We don't work for you. They've got it flipped the wrong way. They think we're supposed to be scared of them. Criminals are supposed to be scared of them. Yeah. Not taxpayers. I love this fucking piece of shit town where all the citizens are scared shitless of cops. And the criminals aren't, actually. The criminals aren't. <laughs> the illegals it's, it's aren't. It's ingrained the, in me. Like, if I see a cop just in my rearview mirror, I kind of tense up, even just the slightest yeah, bit. Well, you're a thinking, minority. They are. So, yeah. They are. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> They're the group that we pay to protect us. Yeah. yeah. You're supposed I to feel good happy. when you see a cop. Yeah. fucking J-Lo is scared of her security. <laughs> exactly. They're on the fucking payroll. It drives me insane. Fuck. That's why I hate. That's why I hate. You can't feel good about that as I a hate cop. Garcetti. I hate having Newsom. I hate Jerry Brown. I hate all these fucking assholes. Who never, I mean, you know what we got to find? You got to write it down. I had, you know, when I had uh, Gavin Newsom in here... I, I, I beat the shit out of him over these predatory check cashing places he was talking about famously. But the whole thing started off by me talking to him about click it or ticket or turn right on a red. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like, where, what are we doing? We have the worst traffic in the world. Why aren't you guys out working on this traffic problem? And he's just like, <laughs> okay, Adam. All right. I'm like, no, not all right. What are you doing? I just, we see things a little differently. It's like, no, you don't. It's a fucking traffic everywhere. Do something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we got to find the part of that interview, Max Zapata. <laughs> Beginning, middle, where I'm talking to him about traffic, and he has no... Oh, Gordon's on. He has no good answers for anything. Yeah. Gordon McCall... You know what? Hold on a second, Gordon McCall. Let me tell you about uh, Garage Boss first. Garage Boss, hmm, makers of innovative oil change accessories, is introducing the new... Reacher height adjustable drain pan. Yeah. I like this. This I defines like this my too. life, reacher height. Can get up, get under that uh, pan, get under that diff, whatever your transmission, yeah. whatever you're draining, man. Height adjustable catch funnels get you right under the drain plug, prevents the misses and the splashes. Works with uh, low profile cars, trucks uh, on the ground, or. The ones up on the jack stands, the ramps, whatever it is, drains into a sealed container. All you do for cleanup is uh, catch the uh, funnel and uh, you're done. That's it. Super easy. Garage Boss uh, also has a new line of uh, crystal clear funnels. Oh, I like that. Crystal clear, not those weird foggy ones. Yeah. Yeah. See what you pour and prevent uh, overfilling and... Uh, it's great for cleanup, easy to store. Check it out and uh, check out the video at uh, AutoZone.com. Oh, they got a video. So check it out. Go to GarageBoss.com. That's GarageBoss.com. Or just search at Amazon for Garage Boss. Good people. Yeah. Great product. Click through uh, CarCast Show. Yeah. Gordon McCall. You know him from his hangar party and the quail we always go to uh, every year. Gordon. Hey, hey. 
Hey, man. Good to speak to you. You know, that's a lot of MFing to follow. <laughs> I know. I'm angry. <laughs> I think I might uh, woefully disappoint you uh, unless you want me to dirty it up a bit. I don't know. No, you're a gentleman. You're okay. you're a sweet guy. We might want to talk about the traffic problem leaving the quails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Gordon. Listen, you got to get those volunteers to implement the zipper, man. That yeah, chick, they got to do the zipper. Last time, the chick, the one road that meant the main road, yeah. the chick just had like 150 cars go this way, and then two cars, and then 150. And like she kept stopping, and then like just the just let works. everyone do the zipper. Just have her yes. wave it, man. I know nothing. Yeah, well, <laughs> come on. Say something is what I'm saying. You, you got to have Gavin like a, on the line to oh, talk about God. the traffic. Oh, come on, God. there's got to be a Adam. team meeting. Friday oh, morning God. when you're launching the quail and be like, listen. Just tell the volunteers on the corner just to keep that arm waving like uh, like the third base coach when the guy's going for the triple. Just exactly. waving yeah. that arm. Yeah. I can tell you that the traffic plan is entirely different this year. Okay. Ooh. More coordination with actually professional traffic company. Oh. And uh, and the California Highway Patrol. So, oh, good. Yeah. I didn't know a professional traffic company existed. Well, you know, believe it or not, they're, uh, they're specialty firms out there, and uh, that's what they do. They do traffic. So, Oh, good. Yep. We're yep. excited. Should be considerably better. So uh, the quail. Yeah, the two-lane road out there. That, I know. That's the downside. The so. quail is just one of the best little niche little spots in the entire weekend i'd say it's our favorite it is it's we not the biggest it it's not the loudest time. it's just our favorite it's like it's quiet it's mellow the food is great the booze is great the cars are amazing we we pretty much plan the schedule the racing the other events all around the quail right awesome that's awesome well you know it's 15 years now and our this whole crazy idea of coming up with this all-inclusive, everybody's a VIP, you know, none of that kind of wristband anxiety that you get when you go to an event and you're not quite sure if you can use the running water toilet or the right. honey pot or, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. What's really cool about this, it says a ton about the parent company, the Peninsula Hotel Group, as well as Quail Lodge and the Peninsula Signature Events Office, is it's 15 years later and no one is doing the same thing anywhere. Yeah. So what's going to be the, the featured marquee this year? I mean, we saw the Lamborghini Miras. And oh, yeah. A... We had a few of those there. Um, so every year we like to mix it up uh, with the, you know, the, the car displays are fun. There's over 200 cars there. And, you know, arguably not everybody there is a, is, a, is a car nut per se. So, you know, with the food and the beverages and all the rest of it. But we always like to be kind of out there in terms of, leading, you know, and I think, Adam, you would agree. I mean, years ago, I had Dave Frelson's national championship B-Sedan 510 there. That yeah. was before the Datsun craze, and I don't want to call it a craze, but finally, as you know, I'm a long-time 510 guy. Myself, um, you know, the cars are getting recognized now. You have a lot to do with that. Thank you. I um, do. Never think that way. Crazy <laughs> prices on these ratty old Trans Am cars that, <laughs> yeah, uh, that are unaffordable. Thank the, you for that. They're not uh, ratty anymore. Now they're getting crazy prices. They're getting fixed. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Dave Stone owns yep. that Frelson car, does. right? Yeah. Good guy. He's a nice guy, Dave Stone. Dave's a great guy. You know, I, I, I featured Pete Brock as an honored guest before. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've known Pete forever, and um, or I should call him Peter now. Um <laughs> But, you know, it's funny. We like to be kind of leading uh, the way in terms of enthusiastic car nuts. And this year I picked a couple of oddball classes, something you may not expect to see during Monterey Car Week. 
mid-engine marvels is is one of our featured categories and you know you guys we could sit down and talk about mid-engine marvels all day yeah the corvair I'm, well, think of, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, rare. that's rare that's rare it's rare that's yeah, right it's been, but you know it goes, it goes all the way back to the mid-60s with the ats that kind of started it all and then you know every supercar today is a mid-engine marvel and so everything in between so we've got a huge mid-engine marvel class which is going to be a ton of fun and then to be a little different, you know, when you think again, when you think of Monterey Car Week, you don't really think of customs, and, and yet it's a popular segment of the car world. And we're all about knocking the starch out of collars if it exists. We're, as you guys alluded to in the beginning, it's kind of a casual um, affair. You know, there's, there aren't groups of, and this, this is no disrespect, but there, there aren't groups of, of judges wearing blue blazers with straw hats and neckties telling you what's wrong with your car. Um, it's not that kind of a show, so... The custom coachwork thing, I've always been a fan of it. We've got so many talented American builders out there. Why not find a way to incorporate them in Monterey Car Week and show people, particularly from Europe, et cetera, that aren't used to, you know, they don't make it to Pomona or, the, you know, the America's Most Beautiful Roads. You know, that, they're, not that, they don't, they're not used to seeing these cars is what I'm getting at. So we've got a custom coachwork class, and it's cars by Rick Dore and Chip Foose and Rob Ida, Troy Ladd, all the... All those custom guys. So, is uh, Steve Mole going to be represented? Uh, you know, Steve. Steve's been there in the past. I'm. Uh, I'm not sure if Steve. You know, he used to bring Eric Zausner's cars out, and Eric moved uh, to the East Coast, so we don't see Eric as much as we used to. But uh, Steve Mole, I mean, the stuff that comes out of his head and turns into a car is incredible. <laughs> I agree. People should Amazing check that thing. guy's uh, workout. He's one of the one of the. Well, the Ring Brothers do this a little, which is they take a Euro approach yep. to the to the mods, whereas yeah. Chip Foose is all all American. Right. The Ring Brothers and Steve Mullen stuff take yeah. all this sort of and is there anyone Strope. else? Steve yeah, Strope. Steve Sorry, Strope guy. will take yeah. the Euro and bring it sometimes to an American platform, but yeah. it's got a Euro vibe to it. It's a great combo. And uh, you know, Rick yes. Dorr has been doing the same, Adam, with uh, with James Hetfield's cars. That's you right. Know? Yeah. Really, kind of, you know, you look at it and you think, "Wait a minute, is that a Fagoni Falashi?" Or it's like, "No, it's Rick Dorr." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's great. I that's this is my whole thing with cars, which is like, don't just be a Mopar guy, right? You know, just make make yeah, it the yeah, best. Yeah. It's interesting that uh, you're 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 bringing these cars out there. It's not entirely new because we we've seen Singer cars out there and Rod Emery Porsches out there and. And uh, icon stuff, and those guys have their touch on it as well. It's just. But uh, have you seen a class featuring them? No, no. we haven't. And, uh, and I haven't I, eaten sushi while looking at any of those cars. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Tipping it in tequila, exactly. You know, it's um, we're just different in that way, and it's really fun because it, it, it provokes conversation. You know, and inspires. You know, the we got to look out for. I know. You know, you guys spend a lot of time on this. Is it, you know, who's this next wave? Who's taking our place? You know, who's what are the young kids, what are they interested in, you know? And so I think we need to keep things relevant. So you've got to have what people expect, and then you've got to, in my view, you've got to mix it up with the unexpected. And that's what we really strive to do. I do the same thing at the Jet Center. Do you come up with the theme every year, or do you, ha- do you have an idea already two years in advance, three years in advance? Like, do you, do you kind of have it laid out? Because some of these cars and some of these people are not easy to schedule. Yeah, I you know you're you're absolutely right about that. That's the biggest challenge. Um, I, it, it's both. You know, sometimes I'll target a specific car, and it takes a few years to get it, um, and I'll build around it. 
um, and and sometimes it just organically kind of happens. It's like, oh, you know, this is this is going to work. You know, we can get we can get more than one. You know. Um, so it's it's an interesting process. <laughs> yeah. Well, well you got twenty five mirrors or something last year. That's an incredible feat. Yeah. I, I think it was the largest gathering of mirrors in one place. Just get a car that well, may well have been. You know, that was um, that was kind of the should have been a Skittles ad actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was the colors great. were amazing. I'm like I don't think the factory had twenty five in production in the same roof at one time. Like, you did, know, <laughs> did uh, that was cool. So, yeah. Gordon, are there still tickets available? For people who want to go to this, uh, you know, there's so Quail Lodge does. There's a lottery system for the tickets because it is a limited capacity event. You know, there's only a couple events uh, during the week that are actually limited. Uh, my Jet Center event is one. Uh, the Quail is is the other. And I just find that it's it's a great way to go about servicing. You know, the people that commit to uh, participating in your event. It's like don't just keep the gate open and you know lose out on the service end of it. So. They do have a lottery system. You can check in uh, at their website, um, quailodge.com. has a Peninsula Events uh, click on on their website. Um, you can get into the lottery. Uh, it's frustrating for me to talk about the ticketing because I'd love nothing more than to say, oh, yeah, you know, go online and buy a ticket for, you know, your family. It's, it's not that easy at this date. You know, we're a month out now, and uh, it's, it's pretty well spoken for. It sells out every year. Yeah. So, um, How many people... How many tickets get sold every year? Well, so working it backwards, um, because there are obviously sponsors involved and uh, affinity partners, et cetera, the total headcount there is right around 5,000, which in the car world is it's really not that many people when you spread it out over a golf course. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's important to us. You know, Quail Lodge and the Peninsula Hotels are all about VIP service. You know, that's really what that company represents. And... This just happens to be a car show that lands in the midst of their VIP service, and so uh, more people was never the desire, um, you know, and that's why we've kept the, we've kept the headcount uh, manageable. Well, I suggest people put their throw their hat into the lottery <laughs> because uh, it is just the best event of the weekend. Everyone here feels the same way. I'm curious if you know anything about attendance at the track. It feels like the track. Um, Mazda Laguna Seca Raceway is getting more and cr- more crowded every year. Thank goodness. You know, um, having grown up on that track, Adam, I, I've got a, a strong feeling about that. But I get goosebumps every time I go up uh, A Road to drive into the place. Um, the history there is amazing. Um, vintage racing is is really popular, as you know, being a participant. Um, you know, it's something all of us car guys can relate to. We see cars with names on the side of them that we recognize. You know, and takes so many of us back to our youth. So, I think for that reason, uh, the attendance, the following, is is certainly growing. Um, I, uh, being that I don't work for the track, I'm uh, free to call it Laguna Seca Raceway. I, in no disrespect <laughs> to Mazda, <Yeah. laughs> but uh, I, I just always think of it as Laguna. Um, yeah, yeah, amazing place. And you're right, the attendance is going up because I think familiarity with the cars as as racing today you know racing is in general it's a tough business today you know we don't have those iconic names that that the three of us are so familiar with having grown up with it um so you know and with television and 500 channels at home it's tough to get people to go to racetracks nowadays to go see it live but uh you know, I remember as a kid in the 60s going out to Laguna Seca, being dropped off and spending the day out there with unexploded ordnance, no running water, <laughs> sort of potties, but 
the frickin' Can-Am was running. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it didn't matter, you know. It was all about the iconic race cars that we get to see today still, you know. So you're right, Adam. There's more people out there, and it's growing. That I love of, it. That part of the, the, the motorsports arena is certainly growing. I mean, look at SVRA. Look at their... You know, look at all these different sanctioning bodies. You know, they're they're all the grids are getting bigger. It's really neat. Well, the website is McCallEvents.com if you want to know anything about the uh, Jet Hanger Party or the uh, Quail Motorsports uh, Gathering. It's uh, it's a treat. I would suggest you at least try to get involved with these. Uh, and Gordon will find you at some point over the over the weekend and say hi. I look for you guys. Uh, always appreciate your support. It's always fun to see you guys up on the peninsula during that week. It's a fun time. Thanks, Gordon McCall. Thank you. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. You know, if you get up there and you only got two days, try to get to the Quail Friday and get to the track on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And the track's not expensive, I don't think, to get into, you know. It's like a Disneyland ticket or something. I don't know. It's like is it, maybe it's fifty bucks. I don't even know if it's that much. It's um, it's always something like fifty bucks for one day and eighty bucks for two days or it, something like that. It's, it's more one of these things where like where do you go, where do you stay, or whatever. Like if you're just making a day trip out of it, stay out of town where it's far less expensive. Drive in in the morning, go to the track, see some racing, but then walk around the pits, see the cars, talk to some of the people that own the cars. They've all got an amazing story. Everybody's got a cool story. I agree. All right. If they don't, they'll make one up. Yeah. Alone on history, back for the fourth season with a crazy new twist. Rules have changed. Ten survivalists are still dropped into an unforgiving wilderness, but now it's uh, five competing teams. Brothers, father and son, uh, married couple, all represented. It's a different kind of survival show. Besides their teammates, they're truly alone. No camera crews. They uh, film themselves. No gimmicks. No force challenges. Teams are split, equipped with five items each. To win, they must find each other and survive the North Vancouver Island the longest. So, 500000 bucks at stake, by the way. That's a good prize. That's not a trip to Palm Desert and some Z-Brick like they used to give away <laughs> on uh, Let's Make a Deal when I was a kid. <laughs> Palm Springs, that's 40 miles from here. Tune in for all new episodes Thursdays, 10 o'clock, 9 central on History. That's alone. Thursdays, 10 o'clock, 9 central on History. All right, let me take a couple calls here. Yep. Uh, Marco, 39, New Jersey. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, man. Hello. Yeah, so I'm thinking really hard about buying a Chevy SS. I wanted to know what you guys think about that car. It's so rare, but it's such a great car. And I'm not really an Amer- American car kind of guy, but, but I just I love this car. I don't know what you guys think about it. Like, like the new four, SS? I, yes. Yeah, I, yeah, here's what I need. I need four doors and three pedals. I need something fun to drive, but I got two little kids. So it needs to be practical, and that just seems to fit the bill. But I'm more of a BMW guy, but, man, this car is so great. Yeah, I'm not it. sure what else has four doors and three pedals other than maybe like M6 Grand Coupe, M3, and maybe this. What do they have? A, a six-speed manual? Seven-speed? Yeah. Yeah, it's a six-speed with the with the 6.2-liter LS3, you know, the, the Corvette motor, basically. I did not. Uh, I was not aware of this car. How many horsepower? 415 and, and 415 torque as well. Yeah, they didn't market it. So it's an underrated car. 
It didn't yeah, get the love it deserves. Great car. What's exactly. the What's the exactly. sticker on this thing? It's about forty nine grand, and wow. it comes. It's like yeah, no options. It's like they give you everything, and I think you have an option on the transmission. That's it. I think it's um, I think it's cool. I think it's underrated. It's kind of like the junior version, the more affordable version of the Cadillac CTSV. You know, if you, right. if you look at like Corvette and then Corvette Z06, you know this is this is the Corvette. If the CTSV was the Z06, and in, in in my mind, I, you know I. I I think the, the the one drawback is like, and it's what everybody says is people think it's a rental car. People think it's a Malibu because that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah, but I get it. what. When did it come out? 2014, and and they're done this year, so they're not making any more after. It just didn't sell that well. Yeah. yeah I, all well. right. So just get yeah. get a used one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They're not easy to find, but uh, yeah. but you'll find um, one. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know that they're selling that well. You might be able to still go and maybe even order what you want and get a good discount on it from right. the dealer. You know, there's probably some sitting on a lot that they can't move, but uh, I think they're I think they're cool. I think they're underrated. I uh, I agree. All right, uh, let's talk to uh, what do you got with me and Gavin Newsom? Oh, I just have you presenting your um, billion dollar idea about uh, L.A. Uh, freeway signs. How long is it? Uh. It, it, it could, I could stop it whenever you want. All right, go ahead. Let's hear it. All right, you ready? What is it? All right, L.A., horrible problem with traffic. Understood. As you, as you, as you know. It'd be, <laughs> uh, we could alleviate so funny, a lot of it. it. Oh, well, what? But we're stupid. What? L.A.'s one of the dumbest cities in America. <laughs> well, every other city has a bunch of signs posted along the freeway that basically says, if you can steer it, clear it. Meaning, if you get in a little fender bender, pull over. Hey, if your car's on fire, fine, go ahead and climb out of it. But if you just traded a little <laughs> bit of paint and a little bit of the plastic on your Prius is scuffed, don't get out and go all CSI on us and block off the number three lane. Pull it off to the side of the, you're blocking the freeway. I get you. Pull it off. All right. All Not the other interested. states do it. L.A. Yeah, and, La- huh. and California, with some of the worst traffic in the He's world, dismisses doesn't have prick is what he is. We have the worst traffic in the world. Could you listen to my idea? Okay, I get it. Yeah, I got you. It's like some guys, like he's in Tijuana, and some kids asking him who wants a shoe shine. Hey, boy. Yeah, Yeah, what do you got? Oh, yeah, take some chicklets. Yeah, what do you got? He's on the phone. All right, keep going. A policy that Idaho thought of. Is that right? This can't be the first time you've heard this. Well, not specifically this. I, I I saw a billboard out on the 405 says you're not stuck in traffic. You're thinking, how the hell, what does that mean? It says you are traffic. Which I kind of like, which sort of made the point wow. about our own behavior. That Powerful. said, uh, that said, you know, I hate the, the blocking the box stuff, which we don't enforce right. enough, but we've got rules on that. So it's one thing to have these rules; it's another to enforce them. But I was not aware that places like Idaho have specific now, legislation. Find, like. find, and people just re- educate people. Me. Would, I like this. All right, I'm going to keep going. Good. He was not aware of other states do the pull over. Well, why don't we do it? A... We're dumb. Why are you petitioning government We're to so, do this? Why are you engaging? to you. We have our mayor, mayor of Los Angeles. We got a new mayor's race. We should have had a debate around this. We're stupid, you've got Gavin. A, you've got a mayor's race next week. They'll turn it around. We are some of the You'll dumbest. You'll have a runoff. We are the... We are, you know, Why don't we you have, have a mayor's well, debate here? I, I shall. You should get them both in the room in the runoff. I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what's going on. <laughs> I'll tell you what's going on. We are a hot blonde that's in her 40s and past her prime. It's been getting back. <laughs> we're getting by on our looks. 
We got an ocean, we got mountains, we got Malibu, yeah. and we know it. So we're lazy we're and like, we're stupid. Yeah, we're the, we are the aging high school quarterback that's still talking about the good old days. Yeah. I agree with and you. And we're not working very hard. We had it too good for too many years. We're stupid. We'll come up with a list of cities that have adopted this brand new idea I'm introducing to Gavin Newsom. I know. Well, though, they, you know, I'm a Northern Californian. I mean, everything works perfectly up there. All right. Then uh, we don't have tra- that's good. It's not interesting. It's so diplomatic. It's not interested in traffic, is what I'm saying. It's a huge problem. He doesn't see it as a thing. He doesn't know what's going on with people getting out of their cars. Is, is, if they have that in Idaho. There, there's like, if there's, it steers, it clears. There's yes. the people are like, I don't see it as a thing because... You know, I just don't care, or I don't see it as thing because there's like there's no financial gain for me to make a statement about it. Like, he's not just- interested in human beings. He's interested in elections and getting laid. That's not that's different <laughs> than being interested yeah. in human beings. I'm down for half of that. All right, yeah, uh, elections are awesome. Yeah. I'll tell you about uh, Geico, man. <laughs> Get that tuned up for my show, Max Pata. Add, uh, you want to uh, save uh, hundreds of dollars on your car insurance? You sure. Go to Geico.com. 15 minutes could be saving 15% or more on your car insurance. Why wouldn't you do that? Just go to Geico.com. Spend a couple of minutes. Dial it in. 15 minutes. Could be saving 15% or more on your auto insurance. Why not do that? Put a little extra money in your pocket at Geico, geico.com. Oh, I felt bad for our caller up there. It was on hold for a long time. Who was our caller? Line now on. Matt, 36. What's going Chicago. on? You, uh, you want to do a 46 uh, Chevy pickup truck? Uh, yeah. Remind? Yeah. Yeah, the end goal in mind is obviously to sell it for more than what I bought it for. And uh, I bought it pretty. I bought it at a pretty good price. Um, so I want to... Improved suspension, maybe a little motor, um, and some exterior details. And I'll relate it to a house. So, say, for example, you want to sell a house or get the most value out of your house. As you know, the kitchen bathroom would probably be a a good place to put some money. Where do you think that place is on a car to get the most bang for your buck? Seems like the paint, the yeah. interior, you know, you can dress up the engine with valve covers. and Presentation chrome. is always the first thing. Rims. Right? Yeah. Rims. Put <laughs> some time into those rims. Like, take the stock rims and split them, you know, and paint them and redo the hubcaps That's and all the that thing. stuff. It's like, don't be afraid to do the work yourself if you're capable. Like, just put a little extra time in the shade, buffing and polishing, and, and you'll be surprised on how... Yeah, pull all the stuff out, send it out to be polished and chromed and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I'll start with the rims and then go to the uh, when you see those rims and they're bad. You just it's like it's like a guy with dirty shoes like the rest rest of the suit doesn't matter. All right. uh, You guys can go to AdamCarolla.com if you want to find out some of the stuff that's going on with my live shows and Corolla drinks and all that kind of stuff. You can go to uh, carshow.com. Carcast Show. Sorry, carcastshow.com. And click through our Amazon banner if you're going to buy the Garage Boss and all that stuff. And say hi. Uh, Corolla Drinks got another music and comedy event coming up July 29th. South Bay Customs in El Segundo. So just go to uh, Corolla Drinks. Loxy's going to be there. Mike Dawson. Shift and Steer. Yeah. Let's not forget about that. Uh, coming up tomorrow, shows uh, start at uh, twelve thirty, huh? Yeah, we're we're uh, oh, at, oh, the at the Peterson Museum live, uh, live yeah. at the Peterson Museum for Deuce Day and the podcasting masterclass, Irvine Improv, August fifth. Check that out. And until next time, it's Adam Kroll for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea saying, "Keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel." 
For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. We'll be right back. 